Welcome to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. Your home for all things Bolton Wanderers up the trotters. The Northwest's number one podcast. Good evening, ladies and gents. Welcome back to another episode of the Fanzone Podcast. We're back with you once again, episode 66. And uh, unfortunately, it's uh, it's another one where it's not a three-point part. Uh, Wanderers fell to defeat against Bristol Rovers at home. Uh, a bit of a disappointing result, performance, manner of defeat, whatever else you want to add to the list. It wasn't too great, was it? Um, but thank you all for, for tuning in. Uh, for those of you who are so interested in the podcast and so invested that you've tuned in for this one, thank you very much because that is some commitment to the cause. Um, let us know how you're all doing this evening. But uh, how are we all, folks? Chris, how are you? Get you sorry, Ben, get your frustrations out on the chat, everybody. Um, yeah, you know, we're, we're, we're an open book here to take, take on board whatever you say, and obviously, we'll, we'll present them feelings across the screen as well kind of goes out to say absolutely how are we doing chris how are you this evening mate yeah i'm all right mate yeah i i think i have to um make an admission and 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 make some apologies to bristol rovers because i actually proclaimed that I, we would give them a good slap um and that was of no detriment to them it was more the fact that i expected a response from us at home um obviously it didn't happen so yeah that'll teach me to make bold comments and rash maybe it was me maybe it was me and giving a semi prediction <laughs> yeah it must have been yeah, it must have been i i would it say that it's probably more the fact that we were cat yesterday yeah and you've got to give credit to bristol rovers i mean anyway well, obviously we'll go into the detail but i thought they 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 set up really well um you got to give credit to the team that beats you sometimes yep colin how are you how are you doing this evening yeah i'm all right yeah it's, it's uh, as far as the football's concerned that I was looking at the, the, the table from last season um, earlier on today and I was looking at like um, Sheffield Wednesday, uh, Plymouth and Ipswich and the amount of games that they lost. So obviously now we're, is that our sixth defeat that the season? Is it fifth? Sorry. Correct me if I'm wrong. It's sixth. Say that again, Colin. You were a bit quiet then. Is that our sixth, is that our sixth defeat of the season now? Just gone. Yesterday, fifth, isn't it? The fifth, Wigan, it, Reading, regardless, Carlisle, yeah, Portsmouth, and Bristol Rovers. Yes, I've missed one. Yeah, so regardless, I mean, yeah, what I'm trying to allude to is the fact that Sheffield Wednesday, who finished the third last season, I think, only lost six games the whole last season. Um, and that was a little bit of an alarming, like, right, okay, well, that's not ideal because obviously we. I think we want to kind of finish in that in that top two, um, was, uh, but then but then I started thinking to myself, well, that, was that season a bit of an anomaly? Was it a bit of quality last season compared to what it's probably going to be this season? Probably, yeah. So I'm not uh, panicking, um, but yeah, 
we'll we'll, we'll go just, again, no it, doubt. It, it's really tight, uh, courtesy of our good friend, Mr. Nappers at Fleetwood Town FC, Cod Army. Um, some stats that he posted earlier, which I've um, blatantly stolen. Um, working on a points per game basis this season, um, Pompey are tracking 105.14 and therefore will go up as champions. So I'm not doing the whole kind of supercomputer thing because I don't believe in them because football is a funny old game, as they say. Uh, second, Peterborough on 89.8. And we are currently sat at, in third place on 89.7 points. So that's what we're tracking at the moment based on our current points per game versus the number of games in the league this season, of which there are, what, 46? Yeah, I think it's just dropped, on it, between below that two points a game average, I think. Yeah, yeah. Or like 1.95. If we were on two points per game, we'd be doing 92, and this has got us doing 89.7. But it's interesting to see that we've quite gapped to fourth, which is Oxford. This is all speculative data and numbers and stuff like that. There's a lot that will affect it. Transfer window, injuries, blah, blah, blah. blah. Indeed, it's uh, it's just one of them. I think you got to take each game as it comes. Um, but Ange, how are we doing this evening? I'm rough as toast. <coughs> <laughs> so I'm be a little bit quieter than normal. Um, <laughs> yeah, bit shit in it. It is indeed. We'll get <laughs> stuck into our. Yeah, I mean the first half. What the. Uh, I have not even got any words for the star. Second half, we were miles better, but just weren't enough. In a nutshell. <laughs> yeah, too little, too late, it seemed like. Um, but we'll get stuck into our post-match reactions and uh, we'll dive into that a little bit more. I'm, uh, I'm not even going to bother giving you mine because, I mean, we're all probably going to say the exact same thing. Uh, Colin, we'll go to you first. What did you make of the game on Saturday? Uh, first of all, my Wi-Fi is playing up, so I don't know how, how well my signal's going to hold here, so I'll do my very best. Um, yesterday's game, I thought it was um, a bit of a shambles, to be honest with you. I think it started once again. We got a warning on the right-hand side um, before they scored their first uh, fullbacks being doubled up on. Um, we didn't react to that tactically, um, which is a frustration. Um, obviously, they got a good cross in for, for, for the first attempt, and, and I think Nathan Baxter made a save from a header from one of their lads at the, the far post. So that was that was the warning sign, weren't it? Um, but I think I thought all afternoon, uh, certainly, obviously, like you say, from the, from the first half perspective, we were very wasteful in possession. I think the Aramali gave the ball away in midfield just before they um, scored, tried to play a ball that didn't quite get right. And obviously they they broken credit where credit's used, great delivery in from the lad on the right and a decent finish. But um yeah, mistakes all over the place. I think it, it, it 
it's essentially started from the fact that we didn't react to the the way that they started the game and the way that we were that our fullbacks were getting put under pressure. Um, it doesn't help really because we don't play wingers who can kind of drop in and, and help out the mates when when needed and when, when they're under a little bit of pressure. Uh, and it happened on both sides, obviously, because they scored from the second goal from the left. Um, I don't think we lost the game because Rico got sent off. Uh, I thought we lost the game because um, we didn't react tactically to what was going on in front of us. Um, that's my summary of yesterday. Um, for what it's worth, I thought the, the substitution was the correct one. Um, I'm, I'm with ever with with that. I think obviously Dion um, doesn't really offer you anything in terms of uh, he's back to goal from a from a forwards perspective. Uh, he'll he'll try, but I think Jon obviously offers, offers a little a little bit more than that, um, which is obviously why he, he he remained on the pitch. I understand the fans' frustrations, and I do get it why people saying you know should have kept Dion on because it's a goal scorer, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But the chances are the same people that were saying that were the ones that were saying that Jon Daddy should should have been started. Uh, the last few weeks because he scores goals. So, um, depending obviously how you look at it, uh, but yeah, pretty, pretty sham, pretty much shambolic to be honest. And, and to be honest, I don't even think the second half of that much good. I thought they just sat in deep uh, and what obviously allowed us to have a lot of the ball, but we didn't really ever look like scoring. I was surprised when we did, to be honest. Um, but yeah, let's uh, draw a line under it and try and stay positive going into that game on, on Saturday yeah. against Lincoln. He did at least got. Oh, I don't know why I shouted then. Sorry. Um, <laughs> I thought he might have at least got us to half time as it was. I wasn't sure why he did the sub when he did it. I kind of get I get why he did it, but I I just wasn't sure why. Well, I think. Point. Yeah, I think the reason being is is some people might have said, "Well, why did we even change it at all?" Which is, I think, what you're alluding to. I no, literally, I'm not alluding to that at all. I'm alluding to why you did it five minutes before our time. And we just didn't go in as we were. Yeah. I don't know why. I, I don't know why. We were so close to our time. I just don't know why. I think you, you, you're asking a lot of your, your, your attackers when you go down to, to 10 men, aren't you? Especially when you lose a defender. So, like, the, the mindset is, you know, we need to... We're going to go have to go long eventually, aren't we? And and obviously that's why why you wanted to to kind of bring that extra man in defence and and shore it up and, and give us an option to go along with Yon Daddy on his own. Um, but yeah, shambles. Very frustrating. Yep. But... Uh, lots of comments in the chat reflecting that. Um, Chris, have you got anything different to add to that? Not particularly. Um, I agree with what Colin's saying about the second half. I see. Obviously, Ian Everton in his post-match um, press conference said we were so much better in the second half. I think we were better than in the second half. And the numbers um, back that up and substantiate it in terms of overall shots, shots on target. We didn't have a shot on target in the first half. We had three in the second half. There was that. Um, but they're from the corners. That, yeah, that. You know that that string of corners that we had, which caused a, a lot of disarray in, in the uh, Bristol Rovers' defensive quarters. I thought that the save that was that their keeper made from Bod Varson was expected uh, again from that little run of corners that we had. I thought it was he was limping at the time as well. I. I agree with Ever 
with regards to Bod Barson staying on based upon his attributes and what you need when you're down to 10 men. I think, Colin, you touched on it. However, I'll caveat that and say, given the fact that, you know, he's only, he only started his first game against Portsmouth on Monday for a, for a very long time, from a fitness perspective and the risk perspective, was it a wise move? He limped off. Um, I don't think he was anything to do with his injury, but he was uh, on the wrong end of a really agricultural tackle. I think he was a fair tackle, but he was a heavy one. Um, but obviously, he's, he limped off. We don't know the repercussions from that. So that could prove to be a mistake. Well, I think we, we're young. He, he obviously has played back-to-back -back 90 minutes, though, and pretty much. Well, I say 90 minutes, but I think what did he get yesterday? 70, 70 80 minutes, something like yeah. that. So he's played a lot of football that his body's obviously not used to. So I think he's probably a lot of it's aches and pains from, from the fact that he's put his body on the line for. No, I think he, he was visibly limping yesterday uh, the, as a result of the uh, of an impact. Um, and that's, that's worrying because if... If he is injured, considering obviously Dan's out long term, we're left with a thread now a threadbare attacking lineup with Dion, Adebay Ajo, and Cameron Jerome. Um, we absolutely that whole January spiel. We we need reinforcements now in January. We do. Yeah, I think I, I think. Thinking about it in hindsight, which is a beautiful thing, we all know that. Um, there was another option which hasn't been mentioned. Which I mean, it, it, it came to fruition later, but with with Bod Varson already on the pitch. In fact, no, he wasn't. I think Adebayo had come on at this point, bringing on Mendes Gomez. Um, I thought Aaron Morley. Thought he was poor by his standards. Um, I think taking him off and, and bringing on Mendes Gomez as a, an attacking midfield option to complement a single attacker may have been a better option, um, but didn't happen. So I don't know. I, I just thought tactically, I thought it was it was poor yesterday. And I think that was our downfall. But I, you've got to give credit to Mr. Rovers. I'm not a massive advocate of this opinion. And obviously everyone's entitled to it, so it's absolutely yeah. fine. I, I'm I'm of the opinion that you sh you shouldn't ever be a plan B. It should just plan A should be as, as best as it possibly can be. However, what I would say to that, I get I'm beginning to get a little bit annoyed that in game we don't deviate away from what we do from yeah. a from a tactical standpoint. Yeah. I don't know whether that is because Everton's saying, listen, it's this way or, or nothing, which when we get back into the Championship, it simply can't be that that way. Um, you know, Whether or not he feels that that's the only way to kind of coach these players that he's got, and that's why we play the way we play, regardless of the situation. But I just think that when you, you can visibly see, I mean, I sit in the North Upper, so I can see the whole pitch, and you could see that them lads were getting doubled up on our fullbacks. And because yeah. we don't have wingers, so we can drop in, and help the mates out when we're under the cosh. And when we haven't got it all our own way, 
I don't see how we don't react to that and just say to our to, to, to one of the forwards or one of the midfielders, just just drop in. Do you get what I mean? Just for five minutes and help help, help your mates out and, and you know go along or go into whatever you want to do, regroup. But yeah. it, it never happens. And we can see the both our goals yesterday from the flanks because of uh, I think I think I mean I'm not an expert by any stretch of the imagination, but I think it's because our lads at fullback were were, were under a lot under the cosh. Yeah, I, I I have to admit during the game, and obviously you, your emotions and your interpretations are change when you see things back um on you know on twitter or whatever that i was raging with with cogley for the the second goal because he, he he did his basics right in terms of, of of getting in front of the winger regaining the ball and then he he inexplicably lost possession i thought he'd given it back to him but i think he was a bit unfortunate as the ball seemed to like catch under his boot and sort of bobble away, it was, um, it was. But that, that that's what annoyed me in that situation. If, if and he's played at a higher level, so I, I don't understand why that thing about going down when you feel something. He got an opportunity yeah. to do that yesterday. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 yeah, then, I agree with that. Yeah, and then, and then he got and then and then he got doubled up on. You know and what? Then, you know what? The there's, there's, me. there's a lot to be said. And, and, I don't know if anybody watched the Everton-Burnley game yesterday. Not the most interesting game of football on paper, but I thought Everton changed the way that they set up yesterday and it was very, very noticeable and it worked. But what I noticed was, um, and it's nothing revolutionary, there was was a a lot of instances where the the Everton uh, full-backs have no issue in literally just oofing the ball out of play. You know, I think it's something that George Johnston used to do a lot of. He had no issue in just putting the ball into the stand. If he, if, if there was something, if he was under pressure, if it was questionable whether he's going to get the ball anywhere else, he just put it out. Um, it's an old saying when you start playing football as a kid that if you're in an, in an area where you're not used to it, if in doubt, get, get it in, in rows. Get him rose head, and I don't think you know. I don't think there's any issue. Is it you know? Is it within the Ebert playbook? Maybe not. Um, but I've got no issue with that. So anyway, what's everybody in the chat saying, Ben? Because I feel like me, Chris, and Andrew, all... me and Chris, are, <laughs> me and Chris are rambling here, aren't we? To an extent, I'm just It's all the same. Um, a lot of people saying very, very similar things. Uh, a lot of, of comments on Cogley's form in recent weeks, and Hayden's mentioned it, Brandon's mentioned it. Um, That'll be me yeah, giving the kiss I'm pretty, sure I said, I'm pretty sure I said a few weeks ago, I'm really enjoying watching him develop and grow and then boom. <laughs> it was, sorry, this, there was a comment from, can I what, pop this in the comments, please? From Michael B BWFC one four seven, Cogley will be knackered. Is the only player with no out right back, no out right back up. Uh, yeah, back no yeah. out right no, back. No out right back up. Right, ah, <laughs> right. Okay, got it. Thanks. Um, and I agree with that. Obviously, he was playing League Two football last season with with Tranmere. Um, he's been an ever present. Even in 
in cup games in the Bristol Street Motors, etc. Um, I think that there could be a fatigue issue there because he, he is eagerness to get forward is it has lessened in the last few couple of weeks or so um he's not the player that he was and he was he, he his input was excellent i mean the, the the stats showed it in terms of assists and goal chances created he was in every table for that across all the 92 and now he just seems to have dropped off um and there's got to be questions asked about you know whether he's played too much football. Well, yeah, a new I baby. Think it's a combination. It shouldn't affect it, but there is a new baby in the house as well, so it's yeah. No, yeah. it's all stuff that makes it makes a difference, doesn't it? You're right, Ange. Absolutely. Um, maybe it's time that that our mate Geth does the right wing back for a, a game or two, and and, and we bring in um, the lad who came on, who played very well uh, yesterday. We got on. Up, up Forest here. Um, maybe that's the option in, in, in the next game to give the lad a rest. Or we play Toll in his natural position, and oh. for the love of God, watch how good he plays. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, that, I mean, we can't get you know, We can't really have a go at him because he is playing out of position, any really. And I know people say, "Oh, what about Toll's performances and all that?" He isn't a left-sided centre half, is he? Let's be honest. We, and you and know, he looked miles more comfortable second half yesterday. So much more comfortable. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, no. we've probably expected a bit of a shake-up in, in defence. We well, we have to because obviously Rico's missing now, isn't it? So yeah, there was a cut. Sorry, yeah. I'm just looking for a, a comment that was put in the the, the fan focus, basically touching on exactly what you said there, with regards to Owen Toll, um, which was from Liam. Um, so I can't put it up, up as a comment because, well, as Liam, yeah, you know, I can because. Ta-da. Liam BWFC01, um, regular listener. I put that to Chris in the questions. And what Liam said was, are we stifling Owen Toll at left centre-back? He's so much better at right centre-back. Even if Geth is still to be picked above Forrester, why not have Geth as left centre-back and Toll as right centre-back? So basically echoing what you just said, Ben, um, but I think we've all said it at some point in some form of context that, you know, obviously Toll was a revelation last season up until his injury in the Papa John's final. Um, and that was playing at right centre-back. So he, he, he constantly has to check back because he's so one-footed. Um, and it, it, I agree with with Liam and what everybody's just said, Ben. What you've just said that it that it we're not we're not utilising him as we should be. We're not getting optimal performance from him because he's playing on the wrong side and in that position. And if you think about it, it's ultimately it's to cover Jono's spot. And I can't see us making a signing to cover that position in January. It's not going to happen. So Toll's going to play what is likely to be a full season at left centre half. And so then he's just about gonna get to use grips with it and then come the end of the season, he ain't gonna play there. Johnson will get back and next season he'll be back at right centre back. And it's just he's gonna be all out of whack again. Um yeah. it'll be easier for him to transition into that because it's his natural position, but it's just 
Yeah, I don't know. It's a it's a frustrating one. It is. It is. It is. Isn't it? Let's be honest. I mean, we're still we're still pretty pretty well stocked, aren't we? Like considering the the, the a lot of the teams that we play play against, even with the players playing out of position, they're still good enough to to be at the top end of this this division. I think it's just frustrating, isn't it? Really. I think it, it it's good enough to be at the top end, Cole, but I don't know if it's good enough to be in the top two. Yeah, well, I mean, all the time will tell. We're, we're not even halfway through the season yet. No, I, I, I mean, look, I'm not panicking. We're six, what, was, is, are we six points off the top with a game with a game in hand? No, was it seven? No, nine. Oh, no, isn't it? No. From Portsmouth, game in hand. Oh, it? But we still, still lose games. We've pulled that back before. I mean, they're an amazingly consistent team, and you've got again another team you've got to give massive credit to for what they've done this season. I mean, consistency has been unbelievable. They've lost one game, so. Mm. But I'll set up a second. Indeed, it's uh, as you said, Carl. Only time will tell. I'm uh, gonna have to move on to, to Angie's segment oh. where we. Oh well. Fan zone man of the match. I think I'm going to give it a lofty. <laughs> give it the bath. I mean, oh, the bloody bath is out again, I know. Oh. Um, so, I don't, it's going to be a tough one, but whack a player in if you think anyone actually had a good game. Put it in the you know what? I actually do not know who I'm going to give it to. Jesus, I, I'm I, actually... I haven't given it any thought. I've never been put on the spot. I'm exactly the same as you, Ben. I ain't got a clue. And I've never, not once this season or since we've been doing this podcast, been in that boat. I must, I must put it out there only because. Go on, Cole. Go on, Cole. Only because I know. I, uh, well, I used to obviously play football when I was thinner, uh, and obviously as a forward as well. And I know how hard it is to play up front in general, at any level, at 11 aside especially. Um, but obviously, Jan, on his own, for, for, for like a good 70, 75 minutes, having been injured and obviously had a poor injury record recently, I'll just give it to him because it's a difficult task playing up front, running that line, pressing from the front and doing it on your own. It's hard, isn't it? So that's about as much as I can come up with. Just give it to Jan for that reason. And he had a few snapshots, <laughs> didn't he? Yeah, he had, a, he had a try, didn't he? So that's the best I can come up with, really. Any advances on that? It's a tough gig playing up front. It's a tough gig, and especially in our team. And he, and he did run the line pretty well, all things considered, on his own, anyway. Mm. Thomas had a reasonable game in that midfield. Um, I thought Magoma showed flashes again. Um, he was not happy when he came off. Uh, yeah, in fact, oh, wow. can we just just it gives me time to process what I might who I might choose for man of the match. Can, just just on that, I mean, we we know obviously we know somebody tried to stop him going down the tunnel, oh, yeah. and then he went down the tunnel, and then obviously from where we're sat, you can see him go past the entrance to the home tunnel. Um, and he was flailing his arms everywhere. He was he, he was visibly unhappy. Uh, but I think it was who was it? Somebody mentioned earlier on Twitter. I think it might have been Vintage White 
mentioned that he did actually come back onto the bench. No, I didn't see that. No, I didn't. Um, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody can, can confirm that he did come back. But it's one of those, isn't it? It, it, it in terms of the, the the team, the collective, it's not great, is it? However, for for a lone player to be that disappointed, um, whether that be in his own performance or whether that be in the team performance, it it does show standards. Um, and are you seeing that is why he's stormed off because he's pissed off with himself or the team, not because he's being taken off? I don't. We don't know, do we? We don't know that. But, but I do. I think some people do think that that's why they, that that yeah. he's done it because he's pissed off at getting taken off. But I actually don't think that's why. No, I think he, no. he's so he's so passionate that he's more disappointed in well, him and the team. Guess said the other day, didn't he? How, how much? How much the winners they all are from yeah. top to bottom. You know, they want to win football matches. And they're used to winning as well. That's the thing. And exactly, it's the mentality, isn't it? And it th there was an instance in the second half when he was still on the pitch, um, where I'm not sure who had the ball at the time. I think it was Iredale. Iredale cut in from the left a little bit. It was probably ten yards into the Bristol Rovers half, and McGowan just took the ball off him. Literally ran up behind, ran up at the side of him and said, "Right, come on," and and, and literally took the ball off him and, and went on a, a mazy dribble, which served a purpose to a degree. Didn't result in anything, but it was quite clear that he wanted to literally, you know, seize the initiative. Um, and yeah, I, I I'm liking that. I'm liking that, but. Anyway, back to fans on man at match. Oh, yeah. we're oh, yeah, sorry, George Thomason. Thomason. Best of a bad bunch. There you go. Okay, have you got one, Ben? I don't. <laughs> Actually, don't. Um, yeah, There's a couple of shouts in the chat for Dempsey when he came on. Um, obviously, it was not really. Um, what what minute did he come on in? I don't know. Twenty minutes or something. Did he play twenty five minutes? Yeah. Um. I, I agree with the shape of Tom on that he did a he did a fair bit in a really lackluster midfield. He kind of did bits. I I agree with the shape for Jan on his own as a target man and the the, the the this the him limping. I was like, and like he was left on limping for about ten minutes. So fingers fingers crossed that's nothing other than a little pull or whatever. But um. Benjamin, I'm I'm filling here. I'm filling. I need you got to you got to say your name, man. Right name, come on. Anything. Uh, we'll we'll go with Dempsey, just because he had a little bit of a runabout for twenty minutes, and he he's got nice air. Well, he should have been. He, he, he should have started. He should have started the last two games for me. I thought. I, I hope he's starting on Saturday. I hope we're, better, I we're a better side with him in it. I'll be I'll be honest with you. No, she'll be back, won't he? As well. Oh yeah, I forgot about Joshua. Um, right, so I'm gonna go with uh, I'll go with Georgie T. We'll agree best, with Chris. Best of a bad bunch. Well done. Doing. Yeah, best of a bad bunch. Absolutely. So uh, we got through we'll, it. We got through it. <laughs> we'll hand over to Carl for his uh, pre-match presser.
this would have been an ideal opportunity to whip the sunglasses out and cheer everybody up after such a shambolic I, You know what? I was going to say, Colin, I, it's the first week. I don't think I can laugh at your picture. I know. No. Well, it would have come on with them on. Would you, would you have smiled? No. I would have. <laughs> I would have. I'm glad I didn't wear that. Yeah, 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 probably. So, uh, we play at Lincoln City at home on Saturday. Lincoln City? We definitely don't. No, we don't. Should we play Light and Ori instead? Have <laughs> <laughs> you know Lincoln? Yeah, sorry. <laughs> that's embarrassing. Um, that's yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Uh, I'm Should gonna. We, talk about I'm gonna we, we just jump ahead to jump ahead to watch That'll be in the bloopers that morning. <laughs> it's all gone, oh. Pete's song. What a clown. What a clown. Oh, what a melon. What a melon. We best to move on because I, I had forgot it was uh, Lane Orient. I thought it was Lincoln. You know what, Cole? I, um, we, we were engaging with... Um, Prosperous Penguin, the Wigan fan, earlier, and um, he said he was going to be um, he, he was going to be watching the pod tonight. No, I don't know if he will, but I tell you what, if he doesn't clip that bit and That's smash it all over social media, I will be very surprised. <laughs> he or she will be missing the trick. Yeah, let's not, let's not, let's not assume. Let's not make a, yeah. that's not gender. Indeed, oh, well, I'm not. I'm not. People. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, my apologies. I've, I've obviously gone a bit mixed up. Should a... we talk about Lincoln anyway? We can do. Go on, uh, right. you in, my defense, in my defence, and I'm glad that's probably cheered people up. So I'm actually quite alright with that. The re the, it's not. It's not a, an excuse, but the reason why I've, I've done Lincoln, I got my L's confused, was because <clears> I'm doing a pre-recording this week with Jake Tong, who's a Lincoln fan. But we're doing it pre-recording because it's over Christmas. So I've got my fixtures a little bit mixed up. So in my head, I thought we'd play Lincoln because we're pre-recording that this week ahead of the Lincoln uh, game. So it's not an excuse, it's, it's, but that 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 is the reason why I thought we were playing Lincoln. Right, Lincoln. So, I mean, June. realistically, your pre-match presser this week is going to consist of this is who we're playing. We need to win. End of. <laughs> the end. Yeah. I can't believe that. Do you know what you could do for your pre-match presser? Fans on Christmas party. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us all so, about yeah. it, Colin. Well, we're going to be meeting up for a few drinks, and I, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll be. I, I'll. But because of that mistake, I'll buy the first three people a drink who we see on. Me? Oh, Can oh, it be oh, me? Is that, is that yeah, me? It doesn't include these clones. So if oh. there's three people hey. that come... Hey, less of the clown sunshine. Who's just, who's just done Lincoln City? You just dropped the clown, yeah. Yeah, well, no one's perfect, Ali, let's be honest. So hey, I mate. Know. Absolutely. But, but as an hey. apology for that dis di distinct lack of professionalism, as I promised, the, the first three people who say hello to us on Saturday at our little uh, shindig, I'll buy, you all, I'll buy you a drink. So In, in better news, Colin... It, it it's it's raised the spirits of of the viewers this evening. Kelly yeah. H says, "Well, that cheered us up, Colt." So, <laughs> yay, hey. job done. And, and there's people saying that I'm I'm not 
I'm making it up. I swear, Jake is coming on to the preview this week. And I just got myself a little bit confused. So, yeah. It's Sorry. easily done with all the ticket dramas and things as well. It's easily yeah. done. The L, there's L. It just highlights once again how important it is for us to get out of this division because I'm sick of playing these ten pot teams. I'm sorry, Jim. Like yeah, they're all the same, aren't they? Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> right, should, we, should we jump into an ad break? <laughs> I, I think that's why. <laughs> Make sure it's the right sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> we would, of course, like to say, you know, you actually ruined what I was going to do there. I was going to say the wrong one on purpose, but now I can't. <laughs> <laughs> can't do that. I would like to say a big, big thank you to our headline sponsors for the 2023-24 season, which is, of course, none other than Eco Warm Windows. Uh, a huge thank you to the guys over there. If you want to find out more about any of our sponsors or Eco Warm Windows, then head over to our website, www.thefanzonepod.co.uk. And you can find out all you need to know. But I think we'll swiftly move on from the last 10 minutes or so. And Chris, we'll hand over to you. Can you remember what your segment is? No. Oh, that's <laughs> it. I'll start with that comment from Ben. Who says you can bet your hedges on Colin? Well, this is the thing. You see, we all no one's perfect. We all make mistakes and we all say stupid things. The so hedge what a great, what a great, great reference that is to, yeah. to the previous pod. Oh, uh, that. That's brilliant. Well, well done, Ben. That's that's made me smile. Oh, uh, Ben, actually, Ben, I think we should um, offer it out to the viewers. If anybody can um, understand the reference to the title of tonight's podcast. Indeed. You might have to have a, a closer look at the uh, the thumbnail as well. If any of you have been to Venice, then have a little nosy. So, Let's yeah. See no, no, no prizes, just, just pride. Um, Where will we be located in the fan zone on Saturday, Benjamin? Uh, top left. Next to that one that sells beers. Near the Madrid stand. Near the, 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 the Madrid stand. That's top. Other Close beers to are available. Close to the toilets for Ange. Yeah. Yep. Pizza. Such with snacks, obviously located close by. Um Excellent it's all close by, isn't it? It's only about 20 oh, square feet. Chris will be there with his, Chris B will be there with his eco warm cards, handing those out. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we'll be there. 12 pm you, onwards, you'll find us. Who are we playing on Saturday? We'll be playing the Leighton Orient. Luton! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> on a murder, aren't I? Oh, Colin. Right. Um, Okay, um, I, I'd say I'd go out on a limb and say that the response to this week's fan zone focus has been fan focus has been prob probably the biggest yet. Um, it's weird, how isn't it? How British is that? How, how British is that? We are, we are absolute 
rubberneckers, aren't we? We just yeah, love exactly. more. I mean, big mess, a big accident. So um, I've had to, again, strip it back, and there'll be a surprise in this as well. So oh, I am. watch this space. But the first topic we're going to discuss this evening um, was raised by three people in different ways, uh, which are Vintage White, Guy Gibson and Mark Weaver. Um, so with the January window looming, do we think that Ian Everett slash Neil Hart slash Chris Markham still believe we have enough to be promoted this season without strengthening in January? Do we have the necessary finances to do so anyway? Interesting question. Um, and then elaborated on by Philly Con, um, which positions particularly and specifically do we need to strengthen? Don't think about this just purely off the back of yesterday and Santos being sent off and the poor performance. But his suggestions were a strong central defender and a midfielder. Um, and he's actually put some names behind it, like which it. are Cooper from Millwall and Louis Sibley from Derby. Now, I don't know if they're available, um, but... I just, I tell you what, it, it properly, properly boils my piss. This, can't swear like that. We're not that pod. It, oh, it does though. It's just so frustrating. As a fan, you can say that. You can come out and you can you can tell people like where you think needs strengthening. Do you think for one minute, Ian Ever and Neil Art are going to sit there in cahoots and go? I tell you what. On Tuesday, should we go to Bolton News and, and tell everyone who we want to sign? No, it's but not Ben, funny, are they? No, but Ben, no, but Ben, we're a podcast to discuss them subject matters. So without people doing, that, we wouldn't have a podcast. <laughs> no, I get it, but I, it, the frustrations come from when people suggest that Neil Hart or Ian Ever are in the wrong for saying those things because they're not gonna. They have to back the players. They aren't going to go. Yeah, to be fair, Mark, we're a bit squad shy, bit of a mess we? in it. We're we're a bit rubbish. I think probably need six or seven to come in, and yeah, maybe we'll have a chance then. Just not going to do it, are they? So um, don't get frustrated when they say the things that they are inevitably going to say. I'm just going to play devil's advocate again. Um, so a couple of weeks ago, um, Ben, you very kindly gave. Radio Manchester, my phone number. Uh, was it after the Exeter game? It was. I so obviously so. We, were, we, we were riding high um, and Phil Brown was on the phone in. So I was a bit starstruck because he was playing for Bolton when I first started you're, watching us. You're starstruck with everybody though, Chris. You'd be starstruck with I'm a fanboy, I call, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but... Um, What he said was, and I, th I think he's right in what he's saying. So part yesterday, part Portsmouth, we were on a crest of a wave going into Christmas. And we still are to a point um, that the best time to sign players is when you are at the peak of the curve. When you're hitting that success, when you're hitting your rich vein of form, bring in new players 
to add to that. Um, and that was something that was said by one of our previous scouts who worked for, for Sam Allardyce in, in years gone by, that that, hit, that was his philosophy, uh, which he found always worked. So I don't think it's necessarily a case of that saying, you know, we've got weaknesses. Well, as Liam says there, who brought that mm -hmm. comment up then? Liam says we, we will strengthen, but Everett isn't going to publicly identify weaknesses. No, he's not, because he's got, as a manager, he's he, he's got a wider consideration for, for you know, the psychology and the mental strength and, you know, the approach of the team. He's not going to start hanging players out to dry. Um, but there's a lot to be said for adding quality when you, you're doing well. Um, and I think that's a really good way of looking at it. But it would be interesting to know. I think we've all, I think we've done it to death, haven't we? With that, you know, we we need that rugged midfielder that can mix it up. That few times um, of a of a midfielder. Hold on a minute. I'm not being told off for swearing if people are going to be dropping s bombs. I know. Is it in the urban dictionary? S housery. It's you know what I mean. It's because well, it's boiling piss. But if I can't say it, neither can you. Fair dues. Fair dues. But I did. I, I did kind today. of edit it out a little bit, didn't I? My mate. Yeah, no, no, no. Um, back on track. Back on track. But where do we think we need to strengthen? Don't put it. You know, as I say, don't base your approach and thoughts on what happened yesterday. But where 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 do you think we need to strengthen? Can I, can I go first? Yeah. Uh, I think I'd quite like to us to sign a new microphone for the fellow that reads stuff out because it's horrific. <laughs> um, some some fans who'd like to get up and sing a little bit that'd be nice. Um, and then in terms of on the pitch. Uh, I'd quite like us to see a, a something at left wing back. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure. I don't know if we've seen um, the best of, of Zach Ashworth. I'm not sure if we will do. I don't know about that one. Um, it's, yeah. Who knows where that'll go? Because we've obviously we've got the option to buy. So whether that's explored in summer, we'll have to wait and see. But based on on performances alone, I mean, not quite sure on that one. So we'll have to see. No. Um, same again, possibly even with right wing back, even if it's just some competition. Um, you'll have Matheson on the brink, just sort of. But I don't think that's enough to to worry Cogley for a first team place. It's not um, Chelsea, to be fair. Matheson will be next season. He's, he's not played yeah. a lot of football as he in, in recent years, so he's they're not going to rush him in to try and compete yeah. with a, with no. a right back. But no, you'd see him on the bench, wouldn't you? And we've not. I think maybe once. No, no, exactly. But for, for me, in terms of first team, bench in total. <laughs> in in terms of first team, it it that's it for me. That's that's wing backs is is the biggest area where I think we need to just add competition because um, I think that alone will be enough to drive performances up. Um, 
I'd rather see us in January going. I don't think there's any point signing loan players because ultimately, for what we'd spend on them, I'd rather just go and sign a couple of youngsters that we can keep hold of. I just, in terms of depth, I don't think. If you look at our starting 11, there aren't many clubs that are going to be willing or going to actively encourage their youngsters to go and sit on our bench and bench warm just for us to have the luxury of, of better depth in certain areas. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Wing-backs, I think, for me. What we're saying, what are your views on this? Well, I've, waxed, I've been waxing lyrical over the, over the fact that we should have signed a central midfielder all, all season. We haven't got enough experience in the middle of the park. We haven't got enough now, so we haven't got enough um, bite when the chips are down. Um, yeah. Portsmouth prime example on Monday. I mean, it was screaming out for somebody to just get on that pitch and I think just be a, a, a nasty sod, basically. Yeah. And just start getting all the people by the by the by the by the back of the necks and t- putting people straight because we t- I think we're just too nice, personally. Um I don't see that I don't see that 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 anger in, in, in the team. Everyone which is, you know, they're good footballers, so they'll probably get out of the league, which is fine, but I think in in some games you need you need that that that's something about about that experience. It counts for a lot, and I think that's a lot of the reason why uh, Cameron Jerome's in, in in and around the squad because he's got that experience. But we need more of it. We need players on the pitch like a a Morsi, for example, who played at Ipswich last season. You know, something like that in the middle of the great example. That um, so that's for me all day long, and it needs to be a player that could be able to play in the championship as well if we were if we were to get promoted. But again, as I keep saying, that that play is going to cost money yeah. if we sell them permanently, especially if what we expect of our of our players um, tactically in and out of possession as well. Um, it was so part of the question cool. that do we have uh, the necessary finances? And you know what? And Pete Edge has just well, let, mentioned let, let, it. Let's, spend money. Have we got it? We don't know. We don't. Let's know. be honest, though. Well, let's be honest. People got such short memories. Let's. And then I get what Pete's saying, but where we've just been, where we've just come from, and what we've had to endure financially—that is the last thing that we were going to be doing, just spending money for for the, for the sake of it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It has to be done right. Um, and I'm sure there is money available when we do get promoted. I'm, you know, we we have heard that you know the the, the investors all, all might you know put their hands in the pocket a little bit more if we do get promoted. That's what we're going to need. But for this season. I don't know. It's a difficult one, but centre midfield as well to your question, um, and I would probably say somebody to to, to play up front as well. Um, um, I think you you always need that. Just just to to answer this this comment that's been put on, I completely understand that a player like Leif Davis would be incredible. They spent a million quid on him alone. Yeah, they spent one million. Is he the fullback yeah, from Leeds? Yeah, he's a cracking player. Yeah. But yeah he was a- yeah, million quid just on one player, and I don't think we're we're quite kicking around that yet. No, they spent yeah, they got three three million on three players, and hopefully yeah. we ain't got that money. No, <laughs> definitely not. Imagine that. Imagine imagine your reaction to seeing that we've signed three players for three million pounds in total. You you you'd fall off your chair. You'd just never happen. Not at the moment, anyway. No what, chance. What, that comment there, uh, Carl Henry type, that's a good one. Yeah. 
It's exactly that. It's exactly you know that. what? Luca Connell, get oh. him back in midfield. Yeah. Somebody's a, a get all of the game midfield. Bit of a SHIT house. I, I think he's a, a cracking midfielder in me. Oh, I swear. Yeah. I'd have him back. I'd have him back for us in, in our midfield at the drop of a hat, and I don't yeah. care how much stick I get for that. But in all day long, yeah, I Smoking. agree. No, no, no. It's a good. It is a good one. It is that is that all that winding up we were doing ever, last season. All that gobbing <laughs> off. That's exactly what we need in our in yeah. our team. We're too nice. That's yeah. half, half our problem. And that large jerk. Oh, what a you, you, you need a player who you love, but opposition fans hate. And I've been in Midland Park as well. Yeah. Jay Spearing type of that's, thing, but someone like that. Yeah. Anyway, but, that's my but what it what it disrupts this, you know, the the, the, the style of football that Everett wants us to play. And I guess that's a question to counter that. But Ange, have you got any Thoughts where you'd like to see some improvement, some additional bodies through the door? Yeah, both wing backs. Same as Ben, really, even just for competition. But that left side worries me. Um, yeah. I think we potentially, I think we're going to need someone up top because of just the injuries. Yeah. Um, And I, I absolutely agree with Colin that that gritty, dirty, shy house midfielder. But I think that would be a. I don't think we'll be able to afford anybody in the January window. But we need we need one at some point. I just and we've been saying it since we started this part. And I think everyone has probably said it in the group chats for the last couple of seasons. That I think since SARS was a little bit like that. But I don't. We just don't have. We just don't have that. No. We don't have that at the minute. So it would be nice. I just don't think it'll happen. Yeah. And that's about it. I think it. To, answer, to answer that question, Ben, um, I think he would do if they could play. If they what could he play. doesn't like is gobby players. Yeah. But if they've if they there's a difference, there's a massive yeah. difference, isn't there? To be fair well, though, there are I don't, I don't think but, we're giving but just a sec, for audio-only listeners, Ben's question was, does Everett oh, yeah. like gritty players? I don't play. think we're giving enough credit to some of the lads in that team. I mean, we've all said it before, Dion's like that. Dion's such yeah. a... You'd hate playing against him. He's always <laughs> biting your ankles, and you can mm-hmm. see him, the way he talks and the way he, you know... He He's a bit like that. Thomason's yeah. like that. I mean, when he fouls someone and he doesn't think they should have gone down, he stands over him and he just barks at them in the face. And mm. he, there are players like that in the squad. I don't think there's no one that stands out as that, you know, really horrible, nasty player. But there are a, a couple in there that have got that little bit of bite about them. Um, and that, I think that even just from a, a from a physicality point of view, you look at our side in a small, other than Rico. Yeah. Tolly, and then if JDB's starting, but the middle, the middle is small. Yeah, there's definitely need, no we height. Need, we, need a, we need a bigger. We need some physicality in the middle of that pitch, yeah. big time. Yeah, I'd do, I'd do like face to in Poland on here. Could he? <laughs> oh, yeah, honestly, what, what I do for that goal? Unbelievable, <laughs> absolute players were terrified of him. Yeah, scared to death. But for me. 
It depends on what money we've got left over from two big new tallies and finishing the LED ribbon off. So, oh, anyway. There's a, bit me, of money. there's a bit of money for cut progress, isn't there? There's a, there's a, yes. there's a couple of grand from that. Yeah. I think, um, yeah. Anyway, but a very, very interesting question. And it's something that we've looked at from different angles before, but yeah um the ne <laughs> the next one and this may be seen as controversial but i don't care um because i think it's a very very good question and i think it's been looked at very well i think there might be an agenda to it and you'll find out why in a minute when i tell you who it's from uh so our next question comes from a young man or woman, we don't know, because they are old. That say again. Are old. old? We don't know the young. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> uh, who operates under a pseudonym, which everybody's got a right to do on Twitter, um, and that is our nemesis, the prosperous penguin. And if he's watching, or she is watching, good evening. Um, mm. I think. I think this is very interesting because we've, I think we've spoken a lot this season about League One being substandard, but substandard from the perspective that Ipswich, Plymouth and Sheffield Wednesday were promoted. Not so much the fact that when teams are relegated from league, uh, from the league above, from the championship, that they will be inevitably for a multitude of reasons finance pride whatever you want to call it um they want to get back up straight away um and they've already got players who are capable of playing in the league or higher um so well, the teams they've in not, question they've are they've not because they've got relegated if they are well yeah but you, they've, they've got experience yeah. of playing in that league yeah, yeah, yeah. significant experience yeah, fair, fair. um and the teams in question are Reading, Blackpool and Wigan. Um, and the common denominator, not less so with Blackpool because obviously their financial issues are now in the past. But Red, certainly Reading and Wigan were, um, should we say, had off-field issues which obviously resulted in points deductions, etc. Wigan are fine now. Reading is still unfortunately struggling um with their owner but i think it's a really really good point that he makes or she that it's vital for promotion this season as the three teams relegated have been subject to off-field issues therefore making them weaker um whereas next season the likelihood of that being the case is slim to none Mm -hmm. um, so I don't know. Chef Wednesday are, uh, are in a little bit of a, a pickle with their owner, and they look like they're on their way down. I'm sure I heard about QPR being in a, in a bit of a mix-up, or was that just poor form? Poor form. New manager turning it in the process of turning it around at the moment. Bit of an upturn mm -hmm. in terms of results. But then Rotherham will probably drop, won't they? And the, we can't put Rotherham. We might as well give up. Um, new manager at Rotherham 
bit of a bounce, maybe. But I think I think the point being is that you know, I, I want you know, I think Ben, you you've probably touched on the only club that's that's likely to have any issues in terms of financial fair play or poor ownership that could result in point deductions, which is Sheffield Wednesday. Um, they've got a new manager. Their form is starting to turn as well. So I think it's a really interesting way of looking at it because, as I say, every conversation has been about the three teams that have gone up as opposed to the three teams that have come down making League One of a poorer standard this season and an easier proposition to, to get promotion from. I think I think Reading will drop, though, me, this season. So they'll be at the equation next I mean, you, you've, you've got to think about as well, the teams that are coming up from League Two, I mean, you've got Stockport, Barrow, and it looks like it could either be, be Wrexham or Mansfield. So, I mean, of the three that came up this year, I think they're, they're pretty likely to do better. I think Stevenage might be the only oddball, but you look at Wrexham, I mean, I would imagine they're going to have a, a pretty fluent budget to, to play around with. Mm. Um, Stockport, likely the same. So I think of the of the three that came up, they'll provide a, a tougher test than the three that have done this time. So I think all round. What, they, or, or as Chris would say, what a comment. I'll let you read it out there. You know, I am convinced if you hadn't seen that, you'd probably got your back up at what I just said. <laughs> what do you think about playing Wrexham next season, Colin? Do you fancy being on telly on Disney? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> read Brandon's comment. What a farce. Brandon has said, we have owners who run the club correctly and care with the size, history and pull power of this club. It will come in time. Pensions is needed because this project is absolutely enormous. Enormous. And that's that's okay, that's, the thing to, that's the thing to remember a lot of the time when we when we lose a football game and it the, the, the turnaround of this club in, in in a very, very short period of time is unbelievable. Very, very true. Very true. Um on that about being massive um we move on to our final point of the evening which was raised by super fan of the fan zone podcast brandon um i, I think he's fair to pen him as a super fan uh, atmosphere that's if you want I to be called super if you take that as if you take super fan as an insult and you don't want to be as, that closely associated with us then we'll we'll, we'll take it back <laughs> what i don't know if i was called a, a super fan or something it's it's a bit like nerdy isn't it do you think or a little bit patronizing oh maybe or a bit embarrassing top, top contributor What's Brandon? Yeah, yeah. yeah. What's Brandon's top, comment? Top contributor. So Brandon was speaking about the atmosphere um, yesterday, and obviously the fact that attendances are at a, an all-time high since we were relegated from the Premier League. Um, it's pretty poor. 
Um, do, 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 <laughs> football in a library. Do, 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 football not, in a library, etc. He's, he's, he's not poor, really, is it? It's it's expectant. The, 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 the players have set this, put themselves in a position to the fans are expecting them to win. So when yeah. you go to any club of a, of a, of a certain size in, 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 in each division, the, the atmospheres are often like that. You know, I used to go to yeah. Anfield when we used to play Liverpool and they, they didn't make a, a, an ounce of noise. You know, same with Old Trafford, yeah. same with Arsenal, or Ivory or Emirates, whatever it might have been. They're exactly the same. It's expected to beat us. And we expect to beat the, the teams that we're playing. That's why the atmosphere as it is. A couple of weeks back when we played Blackpool, nobody was saying this. Yeah. It's not a poor atmosphere, it's just an expectant atmosphere. Yeah. There's a resp- element of responsibility, and that responsibility, in my opinion, lies with the players. It's up yeah. to them to get the fans going. Well, well, that was that was Vintage White's comment on the same on the same thread that fans react to the football being played, they respond yeah. to the the what product that's in front of them. And I, I, I agree with that. I also think as well that. Yeah, the expectancy, but also I think the fact that we are spoiled. If you look at the rate of increase in attendance over the last, what, five years, it's been stellar. It's been rapid. Um, it's COVID, hasn't it, really? Because everybody came back into the stadium. It, it is, and I think also it has... Uh, I think it has a lot to do with the pricing structure, the fact that season ticket prices have been frozen. Um, and uh, you know, comparable to other League One clubs, the, the prices are really, really low. So you get that increased interest. You're not going to get your vociferous fans buying those. You're going to get people who want to come for the day or whatever. You know, I think the fans that you attract by doing that and not, you know, it's going to take them time to become passionate and make noise about what they see on the pitch. Um, and I think you really need to take that into consideration. That the, the, I think it's artificially inflated in terms of the, the, the number of supporters that sit in that ground. Um, you expect nineteen and a half thousand people to make a lot of noise and be, you know, raucous. And I don't think it's the case that you've got the same sort of core supporters, but a massive attendance. Um, due to low season ticket prices and coupled with what you say, Cole, which I think is bang on, that expectancy. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm guilty. I'm guilty as as they come. When I go to that place, when we play Bristol Rovers or we play Lincoln or we play Leighton or whatever else we're playing, I expect us to beat them teams. Yeah. So I'm not going to start getting me bloody... Wooden, whatever it's freaking called out, and start making loads of noise. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I, I expect no, us. No, to I, don't, I don't expect you to get them out. Get one of those. Yeah, I, I, I expect us to beat these these pub teams. And, I think and as well. A, a large percentage of the t- people in, in that. Do you know, it's a good job we don't get many away fans watching us because after what you come out with on every episode, we get absolutely minced by away <laughs> fans. Golly, it's true. We are playing pub teams. Well, stop it. Colin Starlings. Um, <laughs> Brandon also mentioned, I'm just going to paper over that. Um, that crack. 
Not that. No, Angela. <laughs> no, no, no. It, not that crack. Um, Brandon also touched on the UA support. Um, I mean, I, I think yeah, about it from my own point of view. The way I am at away games versus the way I am at home games is completely different. Completely different. Um in terms of noise and volume and you, oh, I thought you were close. I thought you were about close then. H and H and M on a match day and uh Stone Island on an away day. Is yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um that's Sam in it. Um but I think it's a, I think it's diff, to, totally different and you do you know you do see that more sort of hardcore not not from a fighting point of view but that you know longer standing support a more you know vociferous supporter at the away game well, these teams off. these teams don't exactly get you motivated do they like with the followings that they bring let's be honest it's, it's it, you know what they could very well be called Lincoln Orient indeed <laughs> And they, and they forever shall be, I think, now. Yeah, and they forever shall be. I'm happy to accept that. Or Leighton City. Well, we'll, uh, we'll finish tonight's episode off by saying we'll be joined by the Orient, <laughs> whether that's Leighton Orient, Lincoln Orient, or whichever one you prefer. They'll be joining yeah, yeah. us for an episode of the preview on Thursday. Thankfully, Colin won't be there to insult the guests <laughs> that we've got. But if you'd like to join us, then you absolutely can do. Thursday, 7.30pm, we'll be joined by the Orient Outlook uh, for another episode of the preview. So, sorry, again. Sorry, sorry to the Orient. We, uh, I apologise. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, so we're, uh, we're looking forward to that one. And remember, Saturday, uh, in the fan zone, we'll be there. Uh, for our Christmas party, Brandon's bringing his drum and his pyros, so he'll have Benjamin. the atmosphere bouncing in the fan zone. Benjamin, can I just raise a question that I think it was Kelly asked earlier about? Will we be doing a post-match pod with it being Christmas Eve? Oh, good question, Kelly. And we did say we potentially would put it to a vote, and if you wanted us to do one, we could maybe do one. Yes. But earlier, we did. <laughs> yes. So basically, it's Christmas Eve, isn't it? So we're not really sure yeah. if any of you are actually going to be able to watch and whether you're that fussed about it. Um, so, I mean, if you want us to, to, to do a pod, then we can do. Um, if not, we won't be offended if you say you're not going to watch because it's Christmas Eve. Uh, put it this way, if the result is anything like this one, I'm not doing it. So you three can jump <laughs> on, but I'm not. Oh, yeah. So you are Benjamin entitled, isn't the word? My oh, yeah. god, unreal. Should I'm gonna do a poll then? I'm gonna we'll do a poll. A poll. Yeah. Should we put a poll on X? Should we, uh, should we get it on Twitter? I'll, 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 I'll Cool. We'll do that. We'll put it on Twitter um, and you can all let us know what you think. Uh, we won't be offended if you say you're not going to be watching it. Um, but yeah, let us know. We'll put one out over on Twitter ASAP. So once this episode's finished, head over and it'll be on there. But until then, until the next time, uh, take care and we'll see you in the next one. Ta-ra. Ta-ra.